What's going on, people? Today, once again, it's your boy Bruce Thomas, and I'm coming through to you with life through the eyes of Bruce Thomas the Third, BT3, whatever you prefer to call me. Uh, I just want to touch on today, not too long, something that's really been going on for a long time, and it happened again today while I'm flipping through my channels watching ESPN. What do I see? Once again, white privilege. And this is not something I'm making up a phase or anything like that. This, As I was saying earlier, I'm sitting home today watching ESPN Sports Center. And I know everybody may not be a sports fan, but I'm going to give you a few examples in life about white privilege. Today, prime example, Steve Nash is the new head coach for the Brooklyn Nets. Any other, any, under any other circumstances, it may not have been bad. But Steve Nash has zero, I mean zero, zero head coaching experience. When we have coaches like Mark Jackson, uh, Mike Brown, uh, we have basically we have several black coaches with head coaching abilities, and it's not like they had a losing record. But this ain't the first time it happened to a black coach in a sport. It happened to Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers built up, great team, great defense. They were probably a season away from a Super Bowl. Fast forward, they hired John Gruden. John Gruden gets the same same team that Tony Dungy built and made that defense, the Tampa 2 defense and all of that, he inherited this team from Tony Dungy. He wins the Super Bowl. John Now John Gruden goes down as one of the great coaches. Now he's taking over a Raiders team who's paying him $10 million a year. And the only thing he's done is screwed that team up. But fast forward, Tony Dungy end up winning him a Super Bowl. So I guess all was good. But in the case of Mark Jackson, Golden State probably was a season away from being in a championship anyway. They had Draymond Green, um, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. They were on their way anyway. They was averaging good points. They had a winning record. They were on their way. Fast forward, we stripped the team away from Mark Jackson. Steve Curry inherits this great team, wins a championship. Um, then he goes on to win three out of five championships. Steve Curry does. Now he's down as this great coach, but you see when his main players was down, they were awful. Um, so I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I'm just saying when you get handed something that's already built, that was already a season away, a day away, you should win. Another thing in sports a lot of people don't pay attention to when it comes to the white privilege is how the players are treated. Like, prime example. Last year, Dallas Cowboys brought Jason Witten back. Jason Witten probably runs off 5-2. So basically, wherever he catches the ball at, that's where he goes down there. Come on now. Whatever. But they have yet, and I speak on it, yet to bring Dez Bryant back. And he's been training. He's been working out. He may not be as great as he used to be, but he has to be able to produce more than what Jason Witten was producing. Privilege. Um, down in Tampa Bay. Yes, Tom Brady got six Super Bowls out of nine. Uh, 
but you cut a 26-year-old, 27-year-old black quarterback to bring in a 43-year-old Tom Brady. Still semi-privileged. Even though Jameis Winston had a rough year last year, of course, he threw the 30 interceptions. We all know about that. But come on now. You could have left him on the roster. Don't even get me started with the whole Cam Newton situation. Y'all want to pay this man $7 million a year. This is still Cam. This is still former MVP, still former Super Bowl quarterback. He didn't win, but he got to the Super Bowl. But then you are you paying people like Fitzpatrick more than he making. You paying some bomb quarterbacks, some white quarterbacks that's trash. Way more than you paying Cam. Come on now. Then they got Jameis Winston down there bagging up Drew Brees. Keep in mind, Jameis Winston is still on like 26, 27. I think they only paid this man like a million or two or two million dollars. Come on. And we got quarterbacks who ain't never touched the ball in their life in the NFL making 10, 11, 12 million dollars to, to sit on somebody's bench. Come on now. And then they don't, I mean, they finally paid that, but it was almost like a forced payment because they had the franchise tag them. They don't want to give him a long contract, but you bring somebody who ain't really won nothing in to back him up. And even though they didn't pay him a lot, but they didn't have a problem paying him. You brought in Andy Dalton, paid him quickly. Come on now. Let's stop it. We see it everywhere. Everywhere. Even. It's just so much. Even. The privilege allows you not to even have experience. We have a a president right now in office, number 45, running the country who beforehand never had any political experience. He was barely able to keep his businesses afloat. But thanks to how they pay, you know, the taxes work and they make sure that these businesses keep money, he was able to make sure everything was still good. But we gave him a presidential spot to run the whole free land. And he knew absolutely nothing and it shows in every um interview every tweet every whatever he puts out come on now we got to be better than this even sometime at your job let's just say you could be a black person working at a job for six years they'll never promote you sometime but they'll bring in a white guy and put him in that spot that you were supposed to be promoted to and on top of that, to add injury to insult, they'll ask you to train them. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. No way, no how. So I said all that just to say, look, it's probably not going to ever go nowhere. Uh, of course, we know how they treat their own people. They take care of their own people. And that's why I say my black people. We got to start taking care of each other because ain't nobody watching our back. Not the not the whites, not the Hispanics, not the Asians, nobody. We battling the police. We battling other races. We battling <laughs> white America. Like, come on now. We, we battling too much to stand and fight each other. We don't really have time for that. The privilege don't roll down us. It don't roll down us. And... I don't know if we just don't want to see it or if we can't see it, but we got to pay attention to what's really going on out here. And we see it every day. The white privilege. We see the, the, the white kids busting in the church, shooting nine people. They take them to Burger King before they take them to jail. Meanwhile, you follow a man to his truck. He don't look like he's trying to harm you in any way. You shoot him seven times in his back. <laughs> 
Come on now. Trayvon Mom walking through his neighborhood with a hood on and some Skittles. He got killed. And then the one I hate the most is when they, they'll pull you over there, try to tell you fit the description or you don't look like you belong in this neighborhood. How do you how does a person look that belongs in the neighborhood? I don't get it. Maybe I'm confused. Like, how does a a neighborhood look? Like, how does a neighborhood person look? What do you mean? Like, is it a certain look that I'm supposed to have if I stay in Brentwood or if I if I live in um Bartlett or yeah, I know what the look is that they're talking about. I don't look white, I'm not Caucasian. But that don't mean I don't have that money to stay here. White privilege, once again, and ignorance on the behalf of officers and things like that. Um, it's so many incidents where we can go down the list and see the privilege. You can see it with the with the police officers. You can see it because they get away with everything. And then they finally got to the point now a little bit they might send one random one to jail. But beforehand, we know they was just having a vacation. What you mean he's suspended with pay? Everybody know, at least in black America, everybody knows suspended with pay, that's a vacation. That's like taking leave. When you go on vacation, you put your PTO in, you suspended with pay. Come on now. We're not idiots. And even at your own job sometimes, I know people always get into, oh, don't talk about your salary with, with other people. And that's fine. I understand. But the real reason they don't want you to talk about your salary, especially when it comes down to black and white, because they don't want you to know that a person that is way less qualified than you are is making way more money than you are making. So it's not really about, you know, let's keep it quiet so people won't know. No, they don't want you to know that they're paying these people who are less qualified to do the job way more than they're paying you who and you probably have two, three degrees and this, that and the other but they want to pay somebody, a white person, especially more than they're going to pay a black person when he's not even knowing what he's doing. And no, it's not fair. And I know a lot of people probably sitting at home to my life ain't fair. That's fine. That's cool. Life ain't fair. But somewhere, someday, like, it's got to stop. Like, we got to draw the line somewhere. Here's a summary from Wikipedia. White privilege is the societal privilege that benefits white people over non-white people in some societies. There you have it. There you have it. So just stay safe. Be careful. And just watch yourself out here. It's everywhere. It surrounds us. They're still privileged. It'll probably never change. But do the best you can. Uh, still keep going to work, still keep getting your money and still keep making sure nobody treats you like you below them because nobody is better than anybody in this world and as I always tell you keep God first in this pandemic keep yourself clean, keep yourself hydrated wash your hands, wear your mask and always always trust and believe in God thank you